You know you guys set me up this week, right? <laughs> this is absolutely impossible. Tim, name your three favorite rappers of all time. Oh, mm, three favorite rappers of all time. Hmm, let me go into my brain. Uh, Lupe Fiasco. Uh, uh, Yusef Button. Uh, um, is Pusha T your third favorite rapper? Hold on, let me think about it. I like Push. No, he's not. Shout out oh. to Pusha T, but he is not my third favorite rapper. We're gonna go with uh, Ralph Falarin, also known as Wale. It would be my third favorite rapper. But I don't see the issue. What are you saying? What's the problem? Uh, the problem is that I'm going against two of your favorite rappers, and you're going to vote for your favorites, which means that Chuck can pick his, and we're done here. How dare you make some sort of assertion that I am not objective, that I cannot separate my preferences from the facts of the matter. I am asserting that all the way. No one man should have all this power. (laughs) And churlish. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With that, welcome to the Triangle Nonsense Podcast. We are here. I am here with two of my, I guess, day... 18s we were 18 ish when we met 10 years down something like that 18 19 10 years down uh to my left even though he's not in the same country we have chuck aka chuck wagon aka the name that i came up with this morning while i was sleeping the charles father hey what up what up what up this is chuck aka chuck rogers aka mr rogers neighborhood won't you come ride along with me ride along (laughs) <laughs> and to my right, also not in the same country as me, we have Marcus, a.k.a. Questile, a.k.a. them other dudes spelled their name wrong. That's right. That's Q-U-E-S. Get it right. Make sure it's tight. <laughs> <laughs> Was that a Bubba Sparks line? <laughs> Super reference. <laughs> oh, man. So welcome back to the podcast last week. Uh, we cover. We are covering in this whole thing the greatest lyricists from 2000 to 2010. For those of you that missed it last week, we did our first round draft picks. We covered Eminem, who was my rapper. Uh, Marcus had Ludacris, Luda Luda, and Charles had Lil Wayne. Although we respect his contributions to the world, uh, Ludacris had to go. Um, and this week we are going into what I think is going to be the most competitive, contentious round that we're going to have because. The rappers selected are Lupe Fiasco, Marcus, Pusha T, Charles Father, Jump Off, Joey, Joe Beasy, Joe Button, also known as Spotify's own Joe (laughs) Button, or Joe Buttons with an S on the end of it, however you want to go, also known as Uh, (laughs) So we're going to be jumping into these three rappers. So if you don't know how it works, we have all submitted evidence, and by evidence I mean verses, to to uh, support our assertion that our rapper is one of the greatest lyricists of 2000 to 2010. We will now argue the point. And what I have I figured was because Marx's rapper lost last round, I would allow him to choose who goes first, second, third this round to give him a chance, an opportunity to redeem. Like him. I said, the game's already rigged. Tim Donaghy. But if I have the option, I'm going to send Tim first, Charles second, because I have some rebuttals for both of you. So you think it's best if you go last? That's what you're saying? I do. I do. All right. Charles, you got any problems with that? You want second? I'm good. <laughs> Men's is comfortable. 
<laughs> so I just want to share a little bit of information, you know, about my process here. Uh, when I started this, obviously Lupe is my favorite rapper. I felt pretty good about it, but I wasn't sure how everybody else would feel about his verses. And then I went over his verses again and I just started shooting shots from half court. Everything was going in. I was just feeling great, very comfortable. And then everybody submitted their verses. And let me tell you something. Your boy got super comfortable. I was in there laid back, lazy boy, chase. I don't even exactly know what a chase is, but that shit sound comfortable. I was chilling. And you seem you seem very confident. So I yeah. will say, give us the bars. All right. You think so, you got it? I do. So with Lupe Fiasco, there's something you need to know. There's a lot of different kinds of lyricism, and he can do all of them. So I'm going to start out with a song by the name of Mean and Vicious. I can't believe he's that rude. Uh, so when you listen to the song, the thing that stuck out to me was he uses one, a barrel metaphor that starts in the first verse and he weaves it in to make it show up at the end of the third verse. And it all makes sense. I'm going to give y'all time to pull your lyrics up because, you know, get your notepads out. You understand? Y'all should have done some Sudoku before you came here because you, you about to want to trip. So the first set of lyrics I will go with, is, what are we going to start with? We're going to start with verse two. Now, verse one is great. Verse one is where he introduces the leak and barrel thing. Uh, and he does like the way he puts together the verse is top tier. This is all opinion, but I think it's undeniable. Y'all heard the joint. So I'm going to start with the beginning of his second verse, which starts like this. Truthfully, I have trouble with second verses because the first one be so intimidating. It'd be bullying, picking on it, instigating, pointing out all the second one's limitations. Like you ain't nothing but an imitation like bits of bacon then he gets the chorus and the beat to get together then they all gang up on it and get to hating but then around the eighth bar he ties it they conspiring commiserating and he finds his inspiration to spar he takes a few seconds of judo lessons gets back on beat and punches the guitar my man just wrote a verse about a verse fighting a verse and it worked what you got to say tell me something it's this is true of all the Lupe verses that you submitted. I can listen to them and you can pick out any set of bars and they're good too great. But the way he does it consistently and storytells throughout is kind of ridiculous. It's, it's another level. Like I forgot how good he was at it until I went through it. It, it's impressive when he does it well. When he doesn't tell a story well, it gets a little bit jumbled. When is uh, there are examples of that? And I didn't. There, there are. <laughs> I was about to. I was about to like straight stand and be like, "What are you talking about?" But nah, yeah, there's a couple of joints where I was like, mm, "Nah, nah, we ain't, we ain't gonna do that one. We're gonna move on." But he doesn't have bad verses. That's another thing I'll say. The more I look through it, he doesn't have a sing. I hadn't found a bad verse. They're all at the very least good. So that- I'll bring that up later. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm, yeah, let's say that. So in this whole thing, imagery is important because he's really painting a mean picture. So the next set of bars kind of going with what you're saying. Uh, you can take any set of bars you want. He has the uh, in the third ver- verse. We're kind of going at the be- beginning again, very close to the beginning. So uh, he states, I ain't really here. What you hear is a mirage. This ain't the delivery, baby. This is just Lamaze. The ice cream and pickles, the tickle and the massage. The King Arthur, Rhythm of the Night, El DeBarge. So that's what I picked out from that section. The King Arthur, King Arthur, King Arthur. You see what he did there? You see it. You see. Go ahead. Now, nah, you got something to say. Marcus got something to say. 
No, I got a question for Charles because he brought up last week his dislike of slant rhymes. And if we look at this, there, Lupe walks a very tight line between mm-hmm. slant with how he pronounces words to get his multiple points across. Truth. And there's times it's wildly artful, and there's times it's a little bit clumsy. Which time are you saying this one is? It's a little of both. Oh, I disagree. Charles, get um, I feel like when we had that slant Ryan conversation last week, it was more of me being an outlier and stating my actual opinion on it, understanding that rap doesn't really work unless some of it's kind of allowed. I do agree there's times where it's I do agree there are moments where it comes off as corny and cheap and lazy. Um and times where it just kind of works. Um, the good rappers are allowed to stay in the win lane and the bad rappers are not. That's kind of just the way it works necessarily. Um, this particular situation, like the rest of the song kind of holds the weight. So the, in the, in this scenario, it doesn't, I don't think it gets docked much because of the way the rest of the song is structured. I don't necessarily care for it, but in the grand scheme of the song, it's something that's overlooked because of how strong the song is as, as a whole. I think at times Lupe just gets a little bit caught up on like, there's no reason he couldn't just straight go King author there. Right. But I he, mean, he does, he skews the words to just add to it. And there's a couple times where things get over seasoned. Hmm. Hmm. But, <clears throat> Talk to me. I so he could have said you said he could have just said King Arthur instead of King Arthur. Yes, but is that is that your example of like the rhyme issue? Because it's not even rhyming that with anything. I'm very confused right now. I thought you were talking about Lamaz and Debarge because he oh. did put a little Aj. He put a little Aj under Debarge. He 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 goes Lamaz massage Debarge. And it, Mirage, Lamaze, Massage, Debar. Sorry. Let's not leave out Mirage. <laughs> <laughs> it's an important part. Uh, and technically, he does start it with odds. So I see what you're saying. <laughs> but uh, I think, like, yeah, he, he does that throughout his whole catalog. He's always putting a little bit of a, a little bit of something on. The poetic license is utilized consistently is, is definitely a fact. But I think, like you said, he does it so well. I think when it stands out and you're like, eh, that didn't really work are the times where I say it's a problem. And I do not, when I listen to this verse and even that section, I don't have a, oh, he, he was trying to make that fit. He just tried to shoehorn that in. The DeBarge gotcha. just flows for me. And Rhythm of the Night is the Elder Barge record. I'm just saying, King Arthur, Rhythm of the Night, Elder Barge, Tickle Massage, Ice Cream and Pickles. Come on, son. Like it's, come on, son. I think that it's a fair point to make if you're critiquing lyrics but i think if the grand scheme of if you're looking at the song is it a lyrical song so on and so forth it might not be as forever point to make because it's are we not what, critiquing lyrics here no we are we are we are and I'm, and I'm the point i'm saying is i get why marcus pointed it out as a point i just don't know if it holds up with, with the rest of the song being as strong as it is that was the that's more of what i'm saying i think that's a fair argument me it's too. a very strong song yes i have one more just a little just one more couplet and then i'm, I'm gonna get out of this one just the the way I like the way he ends most of these verses. So the end of that verse, 
is got that FNF on me. I'm a young little thriller. Keep in mind, thriller. I will resurrect, homie. Come back for my killer and some disheveled apparel with that same leaking barrel. It's on. He just looped it, son. Back to the first verse. Thriller. Resurrect. He got the barrel in his hand. It's still there. The fight. It's yeah. I really, really like this song. This was off the dome. I did not have to do any research. When I got Lupe, I was like, mean and vicious. That's on the first run. Guaranteed. Anybody have anything else to say about mean and vicious? I do not. Cool. Cool. So I'll move on to my next one. I don't even know which one to do next. Because I think I want to do my favorite one last. All right. I'm going to do the cool next. Okay. Now, this was difficult. Because I had the cool and had the coolest. And I know which one to pick. Because what I'm, what I'm doing, which is what I did in the previous one with Eminem, I want to give you all elements of lyricism. So I want you to have a slick rhymes. You got to rewind that. I like to have the verses well-crafted and the subject matters, you know, something artist artistic. And then I want to give you a storytelling bit. And I think the cool is one of the better storytelling joints. But I also wanted to do the coolest because it's a verse. It's a whole rap about drugs, and we know what pusher rap's about. So I was gonna, you know, go with you with that, but I, I said it on the cool. But we can talk about it if you want to. We can talk uh, about it. Let's yeah, go. I'll wait to your I'll, I'll wait to your time if you want, because I mean, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we can we can bring it up uh, with the cool. I just think it, it ev- ev- effortless storytelling, and it has the substance. Not only is he telling a story, it's not just a a story, just like a, a throwaway story. He's telling a story with the purpose of having social commentary, which is something Lupe is very, very good at. Not all the time. That's when he gets in trouble, when he gets a little ham-fisted and he's just I think like... I said a Camry? <laughs> not even that part, but you should you know, watch that whole appreciate, then you'll understand me. Uh, I was more talking about Bitch Bad, where he was just like, I'm talking to y'all rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Like in your face. All right, we get it. We get what you try to say. Um, but with the cool, this one I don't think has as many of the let me pull out this snippet. Uh, and then it's like it's like you were saying, the the snippets are good, but when you listen to what he was able to craft together in this song, telling the story of a, a man who was killed, rises from the dead, as a, he made a zombie rap song that worked, rises from the dead, and then gets back to the same bullshit he was doing that got him killed in the first place. Um I think it's just it's one of the top tier uh, storytelling songs that we've had, at least in the last 20 years. I I won't go back to children's story because that's that's top. Honestly, and I mean that from my heart and I will entertain any uh, anybody that wants to challenge that assertion. I'll wait. Not for very long, but I'll wait. I I think that might be a podcast topic for later, but we can. I'll I'll mark that one down. I. We'll get yeah. into where it ranks. Yeah, we can, it's a we good can, story. We can do that Obviously, later. he took the concept and then made an entire album about it. An entire album. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some meat there. Yes. I'm just not sure that it's greatest storytelling of all time area. Did you not say top 20? I said it is one of the best in the last 20 years. I don't think okay, it, I'm that's, not that's saying it's the greatest okay. of all time. No, I'm not okay. saying that. But I do think it's one of the best, like... If we're doing a ranking, it would be top 10. 10 for me, 15 for the rest of the world, because I'm a stan, I'll say. At, okay, at I, mean, work. I think, I I think mean, it's worth yeah. having a conversation. That's the reason. If we're acknowledging the Tim multiplier on these verses, then I'll give you that. 
Yeah. Right, fair enough. Uh, the only ones I pulled out, I just have a few out of this one uh, where I thought the rhyme scheme was interesting. Uh, let's see. Uh, wrong verse. There we go. So, not at all nervous as he dug to the surface. Tarnished gold chain is what he loosened up the earth earth with. He used his mouth as a shovel to try to hollow it. And when he couldn't dirt spit, he swallowed it, working like a hmm, reverse archaeologist, except his buried treasure was sunshine. So when some shine through a hole that he had drove, it reflected off the gold and almost made some blind. The rhyme scheme is complex. He's still telling the story. And he got some joints in there. The reverse archaeologist line, like it's not, oh snap, let me rewind. I didn't understand. But it works. And it gives you the image. Like I can see a skeleton of a man digging through dirt and then the sunshine coming through. It I think it's it shows like it's a little capsule of the craftsmanship of this song. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the song's just well crafted. There's no way to really even separate anything from it without discussing the whole. Yeah. And that's, that is the only, that's why I was worried about Lupe. Cause I knew he had that element to a lot of his joints where it's like, you need to see the body of work to understand how great this section is. Right. Uh, he's not a, like a punchline rapper. He does have some songs where he does it, but I think this is his greatest skill. But you're presenting this as his skill as a lyricist comes in his ability to tell a story through rhyming. Right. For this particular song, for sure. Uh, yeah. Which... That and the imagery, I think, are the two things. Because you can tell a story and not be very, you know, not really paint a great picture, but still have an interesting story. And no disrespect, but I think of Immortal Technique has a song where it ends up, he a dude rapes his mom by accident on a roof. Uh, if you haven't heard it, it's actually a good story. I know, I know that face. <laughs> I mean, it's what happens. He didn't know it was his mom. But anyway... The imagery is not crazy in that song, but the story is unique. But imagery. Go ahead. State your business. Oh, uh, no, it's just when you said it's a good story. And I was like, is it? Oh, yeah, it's a terrible story. So <laughs> <laughs> well put together story would probably be more accurate. Well told story counts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, really, the only other thing I had. Uh, I, ha I have one section, but then I just have a statement about I, I did some research to kind of compare this to what he's talking about. Uh, it was. Bah, bah, bah. Next stop was this block. It had the same cops walked right past the same spot where he was shot, shocked that some little niggas tried to sell him rock. It just felt weird being on the opposite. They figured that he wasn't from there. So they pulled out and robbed him with the same gun they shot him with, put it to his head and said, you're scared, ain't you? He said, hustle for death. No heaven for a gangster. And. He really knows how to end the verse is what I'm saying. Like he just closed that all up. But that made me think about, it. I was like that heaven for a gangster, you know, I thought Tupac has a, I wonder if heaven got a ghetto. Is there heaven for a G? So I went back and I listened to Tupac's heaven for a G and it's all the same references. The Hennessy references in the first verse are in Tupac's first verse about people dying. Uh, he talks about having a heaven for a G and, you know, I think he's taking that image that for better or for worse, Tupac has come to, embody over time and then he's commenting on that somebody give me something what you you making the face what you feel it um i feel like you went too far who you in the research Go. just part of sunshine which is two tracks earlier yeah is 
still weaved into the same story. Oh, you're saying like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. But like, he can't get into heaven. There is literally no heaven for said gangster. Right. Which okay. I'm just, to me, it's more impressive to tie something into something else you wrote than something someone else wrote way back. I see what you're saying. I don't think he was intentionally tying it into Tupac. I was just, the, the commentary is what I was tying it to. Like, gotcha. I was, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, and he does that all over the place. He puts his own lines into other things and then flips. It's all, yeah, there's a lot of it. You have another song? Ah, damn it. All right. Failure. <laughs> this is one that's easy to pull out little sections. This to me is like top tier. No doubt about it. There's no discussion to be had. This is lyricism. The flow is there. The lyrics are there. The content is there. He's got it all. Uh, there's really too much to cover. Like I'm just picking, I picked out five and I don't want to do five. What song is it? It's called failure. So I'm going to start just, I'm basically just doing my favorite parts. Um, it's the end of the first verse. Uh, this is the saran wrap and aluminum foil. Some potpourri, a little machine oil. I sack my paper and throw off my scents. This is top floor, better look out below. He says top flow, better look out below. Pennies from heaven is the same as the semi from the second. And I reign supreme. Turn your umbrellas upside down. Did you even catch the change in theme? It's all there. It's all there. I heard that and I was like, this this is what Tim's going with. This section <laughs> is what Tim's going with. <laughs> it's all there. It's everything you need to know is in that little section. He's got it all. The whole, because the, the saran wrap, aluminum foil, potpourri thing, covering up the smell of drugs, stacking my paper, scents and scents, rain and rain. It's it's all there. I will say. Go ahead. It annoys me. This has nothing to do with your argument. This is just a side note. But it annoys me when rappers hit the get it thing. Wale does it all the time. All the time. Wale, Wale does it a lot. Wale's like, look, y'all, it took me 30 minutes to write this. Did you get it, though? You're like, all right, man. Yeah, you know what it reminds it. me of? It reminds me of like in battle rap when the rapper says a bar that everybody in the room was supposed to get, and then he gets really upset that they, he is nobody gets it in the room. Like it, yeah. it, it infuriates me every single time. <laughs> like, yes, it might be witty, but if it goes over everybody's head, it's too damn witty. <laughs> yeah, you didn't do what you were supposed to do. You yeah. get Wait. it? I said the cartel and the cartel. You get yeah. it? The OnStar report the cartel. You get it? Nah, <laughs> it's that's where I think Lupe gets with some of his lines, like the King Arthur, Arthur. Like we're just. Well, I think the two the issue with Lupe in that sense is that Lupe just is into a bunch of smart shit that people like black people that listen to hip hop historically just aren't into. So I think that's where he's at a disadvantage. I don't think he should be penalized for being smart and doing that stuff. Are we about to have a conversation about the legitimacy of 2000s backpack rappers? It's <laughs> a fair point. It's a whole podcast. An entire a podcast. Whole and maybe smart, smart, yeah, smart is not the right word I should use there. I would more say like Lupe's into some, well, for lack of a better phrase right now, some nerd shit that historically hip-hop was frowned upon. Back then, yeah, that's yeah, but, like, yeah, that's, that's why I say historically speaking, yes. And then I'm, and honestly, even on that point, like, I feel like it's like uh, when when you watch Family Guy or something, right? They're gonna make two thousand references, and you're gonna get twelve hundred of them, you know, 
it's fine. I don't think it's a mistake that you didn't get the other 800. It's just, or in this case, if you don't get the reference, it's cool. But if you get the reference, great. He has so many of them, you get what you get. Yeah. I had that problem with Pusha and his very Miami face where he just started naming brands. And I'm like, mm-hmm. bro, you, you lost me. He's like, oh, no, it's a it's a Daimler speedy bag. And you're like, I don't, Doug, I'm not shopping for bags. I, I don't know what that would. All right, cool. It's the pre-Kanye <laughs> effect before Kanye. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I don't penalize him for having stuff that's just too whatever. Uh, I'm only going to do one more from this song because, I like I said, it, it is what it is. It's just masterful. If you've never heard it and you're listening to this, Pause this, listen to it, and then come back, and then you'll appreciate what we're saying, or at least what I'm saying. Uh, the other part that I was going to do was you got see, it's another one you got to set up. The verse he he has a lot of animal references in the verse. The verse is about driving around drugs. So the end of the verse is there's snakes in the hood, a bird, a horse behind the grill, some gator on the seat, and a fox behind the wheel. No, it's not. No, it's ark. Ark. It's just a flow of start. Uh when you put that with what he set up, because he set up that a girl's driving the car, that he has a Porsche with horse in, like he's doing all the work and then he just compresses it down at the end and puts it together that neatly. It, it's what we've been saying, but he has it. And the flow is there because there's other people that have to like force that kind of stuff in and make it and kind of jigsaw it. And he's, it's just effortless. It just rolls off. You're making a face, man. Give what do you how at that? Yeah, I, no, 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 you're you're absolutely right. I just feel like saying it's effortless is selling Lupe short. Yeah, I oh, mean they're the well crafted verses. Delivery, yes, is delivery. Is saying. Yeah, the not. Yeah, I don't think he's just rolling out of bed, rubbing the crusties out, and then just dropping this joint. But I he know does, you rolled out of bed and said Charles' father and lit the world on fire. So I mean that was divine intervention. I can't give that to myself. You know what it reminds me of? Like that ability. It reminds me of like really good comedians who tell a joke at the beginning of their set and then like wrap their set into winning that joke into everything. Dave that's Chappelle. exactly what I think of like that. So yep. and even like somebody else is like Kevin Hart is randomly good at that too. I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart fan in the world, but he's really good at doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Selling it too. Or so. even just putting it in the middle, putting it again at the end, like and and yeah, it's it's like we said, it's the artistry of crafting a whole body of work. I think that's the difference between and I'm not not all of them, but some punchline rappers and rappers that are lyrical like this is they don't have to craft the whole verse to come across how they want to come across. I can say ba 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 ba, drop the punchline, yada yada, punchline, 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 and you're gonna be like, both verse was nasty. Like they can put that other stuff doesn't matter. Whereas with the way he does these, all of it, the word, all the words have value. Yeah. So I'm out. That's all I got. I feel like I've made my case. F and F, person fifteenth, free chili. <laughs> so that means I believe uh, the Charles, Charles father is next. Yep, it is on Chuck Rogers. So um, I had the distinct pleasure of breaking down some lyrics for Joe Button. Um, first of all, I want to say I, I appreciate the opportunity to break down these Joe Button lyrics. I know it's very controversial pick on my part, but. Um, and I kind of want to go into like my thinking about this Joe Button breakdown. So I went into it, went through, I knew like off the jump, the albums, the music I was going to listen to. And then I got through everything and I was like, there's a lot of stuff that I can't just throw out in the first round. Um, so I kind of had to play the, 
this is dangerous because if you don't throw some stuff out, you could also end up losing Joe and having to be okay with losing Joe. Um, so the songs I went with, um, it's like, for me, I kind of had to go with, it's going to be really hard to beat a rapper like Lupe with a straight up lyricist battle. So you kind of have to be a bit more, you have to be calculated with how you play it. And so like most of the songs I went with, I went with Joe and Lupe kind of, and Joe and Lupe and Push in my mind have different kind of rap styles. Lupe is very much storytelling, weaving, using great lyricism to kind of intertwine you. Um, we know Pusher raps about drugs and stuff and kind of tells that storytelling through that using words and lyricism. Um, Pusher and, raps about drugs and stuff. I just think that's funny. Go ahead. <laughs> and, 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 and so with Joe, I kind of went with, well, what does Joe do well? And what songs we kind of play with Joe does well? And I think Joe's at his best when he's one, introspective, and two, is when he's in, a, when he's in attack mode. I don't so, mean to detract from what you're saying, but according to Joe Button, bad bitches, that's what Joe do best. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> but yeah. And so the songs that I picked were songs that I felt like Joe was really good at being in attack mode and songs where Joe was really in perspective and in theory in attack mode. So with that in mind, I'm going to go with um, the first song I picked was Family Reunion off of um, Mood Music. Well, depending on it's all a couple of things. It's on Mood Music 3, it's on Mood Music 3.5 as well. Um, and so I went with this first one. Um, I think it shows Joe's kind of like Joe is very much the cleanup guy on most of these crew tracks, except for when voices evolved, obviously. But <laughs> but yeah. And so well, on this one, Joe kind of follows up the right after Fab first, which Fab was the heavy hitter in that crew at the time. And so I'm just going to read the two verses I picked out. Um, and again, I went with this ver- went with this particular verse from Joe one because it kind of shows Joe in his um, and. And his kind of using really good wordplay to kind of get his braggadocious shit off. And so the verse I'm going to start with is, I flow sickly, rotten, bumping old biggie, roll with me or lose weight, Nicole Richie, foot plat, finally reach the diamond vein, I treat the nigga's face like the old Simon game. Figure out why men try us because we OD with rims and tires, for that we lend bias. All it takes is a punch, he ain't bravely a punk, I put his family in boxes, meet the Brady Bunch. So... A couple of things there. Like, obviously, you hear the names. Um, we aren't really big fans of people throwing names in raps just to get your point across. But, I mean, all those references kind of make sense. Like, Joe was clearly Jersey rapper, so he would have been riding around rapping old Biggie. Um, we all know Nicole Richie's story. Hey, clearly did some shit, kind of got caught up in some coke, lost some weight. Um, and then... <laughs> Kind of got caught up in some coke. <laughs> like you said, it like she was walking down the blind. Was like, oh, well, yeah. But well, you, you could see the impact that the coke had on. I mean, hell, you could see the impact that drugs had on Joe's lifestyle too. Um, and then he kind of goes into this, like, I'm me, and this is what I'm going to do. If you kind of step on my toes, and then he just goes into uses really good wordplay, in my view, to talk about how he's really not fucking with dudes, and if you want to come at me, this is how you're going to end up, you know. Like, beat his face like the old Simon game. Everybody knows what game we're talking about. I don't have to say it's Simon Says, but I'll say it's Simon Says. And then um, he goes a bit further with the and the the whole OD rims and tires. And then for that, we land bias. Like, kind of like that kind of goes into Joe's history of being super controversial with some. <laughs> Is it controversial <laughs> if it's like 20 years later? <laughs> like, and, and he. Like, this we isn't broken wings well, no. where he did it the weekend of. Like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That, yeah. That, that, he put that's some time true. in. That that was literally like days after that shit happened. Yeah, like, I heard honest, If we're not mentioning Len Bias because he died, then we're not mentioning Len Bias. 
at this point. Maryland native? What? My man's Cabal. I don't know. I'm just saying. I just felt some kind of way about that. It's part of the story. Okay, so... To and then he ends the verse with I'll put the family bosses meet the Brady Bunch again. Just really good wordplay to give you really direct to the point. This is what I'm referencing in the verses. Is um, the Brady Bunch really good? And we've heard that like six oh, yeah, times. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so I'm going to go to the next part of the verse. Um, and so for some people, this may not be a big deal because they may not be wrestling fans. Um, but I'll just read the verse to you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the sig in another multiplier, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sig in the car. You just remember, take the ratchet home and just crisp and wall till a bird like it is. You promised the broad. I one liner. You Isaiah Thomas the broad. I could send the click cartridge at the Nimbus targets to catch an R and R or some Genesis six charges. So there's a whole lot of things that are pretty untouchable as far as like being PC and being correct and getting your point across in rap. And Joe just kind of blows right through all of them, like. The Chris Benoit, unfortunately, double double murder suicide story. If you don't know, um, he killed his due to some what we think is head trauma. He ended up killing his wife and his one of his children, and then shooting himself after a big bottle of depression. There's some CTE stuff involved with it. Um, Isaiah Thomas is a terrible person <laughs> who happens to be the second best point guard of all time, and also was not on the dream team. Yeah, he wasn't. He was, I had the whole team up on my wall. He was not there. <laughs> Did you check the poster? Did you check I it recently? A few times. Yes. Did you look behind Pat? Was he behind Pat? I. You see, I didn't look there. See, I think he, he might have been behind Christian Leitner. <laughs> oh, don't put him Just behind Christian Leitner. He was he behind be- Christian Leitner. I could not believe he put he, yeah. Christian Leitner on that team over yeah. <laughs> this dude. In regard Nobody to wants to play basketball with you. You're not going to play basketball with all of them. <laughs> they recruited a bunch of basketball friends to go play basketball. They and did. They were like, "Yeah, we don't like him." Like, oh, like who okay, y'all want to hang out with? Him, him, him. Not that dude. Him, him, and him. Yeah, that's pretty much what happened. Yeah, as far as the birds go, don't antagonize the entire NBA. Go ahead. Right. Tim. I do like that's why Lance Stevenson never went to the Olympics. Yeah, that's why. <laughs> I don't think that's why. Uh I do like that. I like that little section of that uh that verse. I think that was that was well done. You really do. Uh wh- why are you saying that? Like that? Uh, I'm surprised actually. That I like it or uh so yes, that you like it. Huh. Yeah, For I- me, Joe loses some of the umph when he just tries to pack shock value into line after line and be like, ha ha, I got you there. Right. You didn't see that coming. I, you know what I, there's, I guess there's a difference. So when you put this song on family reunion, I was like, I don't like that song because I don't like that song. That verse, I heard it like 50 times before the song came out because he did it as a freestyle on, I think, Green Lantern. So that's where I, I like the way he delivered the verse way better on the freestyle than he did on this song, even though he flubbed a part of it on the freestyle. But it just comes across better. So I get what you're saying, Marcus, where it feels different in the song. But right. when he did it at the time, that's not what I was submitted. Was, no, I agree 100%. Like, I, to me, it's a, to be fair, it's a, it's a demerit to me because I don't like that verse nearly as much in that song. I am trying to separate the idea that I know what it sounds like on the other one, but I just don't like it on that song as much. I'm gonna as have I like to go full words. Inception to win this podcast. 
<laughs> a dream within a dream. But yeah, uh, the lyrics of the verse, when I when you selected Joe Button, this verse came to my head. Yeah. Just not on this song, not in the no, spot. No, I understand. Like I couldn't, I understand the Greenlander thing, but again, it was one of those things that I wasn't sure. I tried to find it on YouTube and I found it on, I couldn't even find it on that piff and figure that out. So that, it wasn't YouTube, for, if, if you knew what to search, like if you listen to Joe Button a lot, touche. like, like if he was your second favorite rapper of all time. <laughs> touche, touche. So, but again, it, even in Dang. like the verse, Chuck, that you I, said you should have used the lifeline. Well, the verse that I sent was just Joe's verse. It just, it wasn't like the whole song. And I sent it for that purpose. Cause I don't like the song either. So oh, it just I, was, it was just Joe's song played. So you're saying that one of your examples for Joe Budden being the best lyricist is on a song that neither of y'all like? In the first round, yes. But that just shows his versatility and how uh-uh. how deep his catalog goes. It goes to places that people <laughs> don't like? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I mm, we'll, We can get into selections. Yeah, but I also don't want to give him any ammo, so I won't. I'm not gonna say too much. That's fair. All right, All right what's Chuck, your next, what's your next one? All right, my next song is "No Idea," and "No Idea" is one of my um, it's really one of my the Joe songs I really love because it's probably one of the more relatable Joe Button songs to me. Um, so the verse I'm going to go with, and again, I did this based on this was to me introspective Joe, and go ahead. Say your comment. I just wouldn't have picked this verse for introspective Joe. Yeah. I have one in my head that I like, I knew, knew you were going to pick and you didn't go with it. Yeah. That's fair. And so I I go ahead. No idea. Yeah. Continue. Okay. So, man, you probably know the verse I'm going to reference here, Tim. So, because I feel like at some point we all have been through this with a woman. So, so every oh, morning on the, the wake up, she's a- <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so every morning on the wake up, and she's applying makeup, and I'm pondering all the different ways for us to break up. Women have the tendency to get fake or predictable lies. Say his dick little. It'd be the ones you can see yourself with forever. Give yourself a lecture. Talk about you neglect her. Couple years in the strip club, Willow said there, and she'll act like you had, didn't have the same habits when you met her. When you can't take her, you drop, start dropping hits. Read between the lines, she act like Fantasia. It'd be so much to say, no one convey it. The relationship would be over. No one will say it. A doomed fate, living. With who? Damn, you really did go through this. <laughs> you Thanks, my life partners life. trying to coexist as roommates. Once you go through it, you believe it. You never give a woman more than who you leave with. What you leave with, like yeah, more than you wanted to leave with. Yeah, more than one. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, so, I'm sorry. Yeah. It just changes the line. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. no you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. I was in your <laughs> I'm reading. sorry, Marcus. I read, Marcus I read it wrong, like, and I'm yo, <laughs> I told y'all this wasn't going to be fair at the beginning of the podcast. No, 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 no. No, you're right. You're right. I literally have the lyrics over, not just read it wrong. So yeah. Um. So that last, like the last bar of that verse, I can like, I can't count how many times I threw that up as an away message or a Facebook thing or this uh, whole bat signal thing when I was going through my last relationship breakup. And oh, I'm like sorry. That. We didn't introduce Emo Charles at the beginning. Do we need to add that to the role? Because that's that's a dude. He needs to be in here too. Because Emo Charles <laughs> is in his bag, boy. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, and this... Like and again, I very much wanted to pick the different sides of Joe, and this is to me this is the Joe that I like most. But again, I wasn't trying to. I don't think Joe's style, at least for some of the songs I picked, were able to hold up with lyrically with 
Lupe. And so that wasn't the method I had to try to go with. That wasn't the method I went with to kind of try to win sway this. And so even like hearing it, reading it back, it very much was a sway of, okay, this is something that every man that's ever been in a relationship and hell, every woman that's ever been in a relationship with a man would go to and be like, yes, that hits for me home. You might not see it as the most lyrical thing in the world, but but even him, this is him again using the wordplay to kind of weave this story of the, this relationship that was here ending up here and not having an escape route. I just don't feel like he really like hits the wordplay here. Like he tells a story, he gets some stuff off his chest, but like there's no bars that just grab me. I mean, I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, it's kind of what we were talking about earlier with how you tell a story, right? It's the imagery, like crafting the image and the picture of what's going on versus telling the events that occurred. I think he has some good lines. Like you, like that last line is a good line. It is a good caption on a picture or whatever. And I think he has a couple of lines in that verse that are good lines, but I don't think this is the best representation of what he is capable of when it comes to this sort of topic. Cause he raps about women all the time. Yeah. And introspective stuff. So I had, when I, no ideas shocked me more than family reunion as a pick. I didn't, I, this is not, I like the song, but it's not my favorite song. And it's not one where I think of, oh, Joe's spitting on that one. I think the subject matter is good, but I don't, I don't know that the lyricism is uh, evidenced here as well. That's fair. And no idea. I will say no idea was the one I was the most conflicted about in my picks. So. Would you like to care to share what you were going to put in instead of no idea? Um, I can share a couple of ones that I don't plan on using that I was going to put in instead. Um, we can, we can do that quickly. I'm curious. Um, uh, actually I was going to do another disc is what it was. I won't share which one, but that's what I was going to do. So, well, you can, uh, I already know which one I think. Cause there's only other one dude, one other dude in the right time frame. I think. Speaking of disses, I guess we'll go to the unless Mark, do you have anything else to add? Nope. I was just gonna start singing Pump It Up, but I decided not to. Okay, pump, fair pump enough. It up. Um, so the last one I did, I knew that I was gonna go attack Joe, and I knew I needed to have something that kind of really got that point across. So I went with the paying his life disc to Saigon instead. <sighs> mm, mm. There are I cannot tell you guys how much I've ran this track this week. Like I did so various car tests. I did run tests. I did gym tests in my garage. I sat in the living room with Clarissa and Elise and we were listening to it. And, you know, just like the full fledged, like, okay, I need to make sure like I kind of fully comprehend what's happening here. Um, I even went back and listened to some of like their, their back and forth with interviews type stuff to like, make sure like, okay. And then I went back and like later went to down the line. We're like reading interviews about how Saigon was kind of broken after this disc came out. And stuff like that too, <laughs> and so I didn't hear about that. Okay, so yeah, this was apparently, and I can get to that later. This was apparently the disc that made Saigon kind of reevaluate getting in this battle, even though Joe ended up being the one backing off after all things were said and done. So, but I mean, after you drop something like this, like what else could you really say? Yeah, when you decapitate people? a man, what do you what do you <laughs> fight after that? Go ahead, um, Mark. And yeah, go ahead. No, no. And, I, and, I, I, Go ahead. <laughs> Man said nothing, but here's what I'm gonna say. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, my, my comment is for later. Okay. Uh, right. As soon as you're done pointing out your stuff, I'm gonna ask you to reread me a line. 
Okay. Um, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and then the um, so yeah, so let's get into it. I will say this uh, was the most this was the sorry. most fun. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just saw what Lottie's gonna make you read, but go ahead. <laughs> uh, um, this was the most fun um reading the comments about, which I highly recommend if you're going back and listening to old this songs, read the comments YouTube because it's great. Um, so I'm just gonna hit a couple pockets here. And so um, and this is probably one that Tim loves. Um, shots peel at your entourage. Nigga couldn't get a deal on entourage. So like, how's it hard to be me if I lose in real life and you can't even win on TV? Just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very much like you're talking all this trash about me and my deal and all this stuff that I'm going through. But in a situation where you can kind of write that you could do it and they still didn't feel confident enough for you to do it. You couldn't get a deal on a TV show. Yeah. And that is your crowning achievement at that time. I think that's the other part that made that so bad. Like Saigon was known for being on Entourage at, to most people. Like your average person didn't hear pain in his life. Or what was the joint he had? The Just Blaze joint with Jay-Z? Come on, I don't baby. remember. Yeah. yeah. Of course yeah, I know it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Continue. Yeah, I will continue. So where's the other one at? Um, I mean, it's, I'm assuming it's the other Entourage one. It wasn't, but yeah. oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> no, you're fine. Sorry, Marcus, you're right, hundred percent right. <laughs> we set your ass up, <laughs> <laughs> y'all arguing together. So the other one I put on here was just put it simply: How can he offend me? I could teach him how to live real major on the indie. So picture dude upset me. Stop complaining. And take control of your own fucking destiny. Um, which is kind of Joe kind of laying it all out there. Like I've been. In the situation you was in, I got through the situation you was in. So there's really nothing you could say or do to really make me jam. <laughs> so go figure your shit out, nigga. <laughs> yeah. And so, then yeah. he signed to the same label that Joe Budden was on after this. I just want to put that out there. That has I don't know nothing if you knew to do that part. Lyrics. It has nothing to do with lyrics. <laughs> I'm just literally saying. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Are you okay with that? There's a lot of salt in that, wasn't it? I'm just yeah, there's a lot of salt. <laughs> I think in the Charles, context, Charles. Yes. Read the first line of his verse for me. It's a lose lose. Already my rip ruined. How I'll be the dude we know except losing. Yeah, all right. With that, we'll move on to Pusha T. That's not what I thought he was going to make you read. Okay. Did you, that, that's not what you thought? No, I thought I'm you were going to go with you losing both arenas, home and away, you like the Knicks. I thought you was just being mean. <laughs> oh, no. I was going with <laughs> Joe starts the song off saying that it's a lose-lose, and I don't know. It feels applicable to Charles at this point. Mm, well, mm, I mean, mm, it, mm. it's if you say it like that, it's very much the situation where you're punching down. So that's how all rap beef is. Uh-huh. Oh, man. The setup. I want to hear it now. I, Let's do it. I just, okay, I don't think, I still don't love this Joe verse. Like, I don't know. It doesn't hit for me like that. No idea definitely doesn't. But I will present my evidence for Pusha T if y'all are ready. We are. Yeah. For the greatest intro rapper of all time. <laughs> yeah. Present your case, sir. Oh, all right. Well, we will start in 2005 with the re-up intro on We Got It For Cheap Volume 2. Where he, 
Oh, man. I had a lot of fun going through these. A lot of fun. Um, so, Pusha T, the first line that I pulled out was him going with White Lambo, hear them fans blow, black interior, it's a modern day Sambo, so niggish, the flow's frivolous, ticklish pink like white girl clitoris, which I thought was just a nice, tight, and witty section. No lies detected. Yeah, that's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) He just came in and just to me just rips it, and the beat comes in hard, and he just goes in and sets the mood for the entire album. My mm -hmm. go ahead. (laughs) My second song, second intro in a row, is the "We Got It for Cheap" intro on Hell Hath No Fury, where I have. Three lines pick up. Um, the first one, no serum can cure all the pain I've endured from crack to rap to back to selling it pure for every record I potentially sell in the store. It's like Mecca to the dealer that's selling it raw, which to me combined his ability to write tight lyrics and his storytelling about his journey from dealing to rapping to going back to dealing as labels kind of fucked up him and his brother's situation. Okay. Um, I, I'm, mm, what's I up? have a little, uh, so from crack to rap back to pure store raw. Like I like what he's saying. Like the whole, like you're right. He put a story in a really tight little bucket. You're right. Uh, but the, as far as the actual rhyming, the actual rhyme scheme literally only works with push your pronunciation. Yes, I'll give yeah. you that. But okay. when push right. it's words coming out of Pusha's mouth, and for whatever all of the Virginia that is in Pusha, <laughs> it comes out and it rhymes. <laughs> I, I can't argue with regional Southern accents. I'm they just saying you're. Your slant rhyme argument, I think, applies much more here than it did to the Lupe section I said earlier, Possibly. even with the Virginia. But it is, I see what you're saying, though. It's, it's quality. Yeah. Um, the second piece I picked out was raps like Child's Play, my show and tell. Within each verse, you see the truths unveiled. They manufacture proof as they lie to themselves. Puppets on the string like a yo-yo, bouncing like a pogo. They pray and lay, <laughs> that I never go solo. We, which I was reminded of when you were talking about the ending lines of a verse. Yeah. Just yeah. push coming out and like, you guys are lucky that I'm being chill because my brother's here. Because if he wasn't, everybody's gone. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that verse. That last line yeah. was nuts. Yeah. And then, like I said, using his uh, eight bars that he finishes the song with, he comes in and directs a he puts a shot directly towards those who uh mean to do him harm it little wayne basically it's just wayne um it's always wayne. <laughs> it starts with i'm best since he died and he lied the spirit of competition one first could start a jihad cpr pusher the flow tends to revive pulling the covers back i expose what you disguise so especially the i'm best since he died which is acknowledging Pusha's infatuation with building his career to meet Biggie. And he lied talking about Lil Wayne's best rapper alive. Just straight up saying, no, you're not. 
Yeah. And you won't be as long as I'm here. That is that is my favorite verse. That's my favorite section of everything you submitted. Yeah. I thought that was top to bottom nasty. Yeah, I, I love that part. So as I was going through and I was picking out these verses, I was struggling. And I knew that there was a body of work that I was missing. A body of work that specifically would talk to Charles. And then I found it. It is the road until the casket drops. Which I have distinct memories of playing with Charles just riding around. We we worked our way through up and down that entire album. Yeah, such a great. But once again, because of the advantages of like we talked about last week of a chorusless song where someone can just go in and spit, I picked the intro off of "Road to the Casket Drops," and I have two sections from there. Uh, the first one reads. No excuses, no more nooses. Got a newfound love for everything that's Jewish. I ducked the Judas and dodged old Brutus. The backstabber is out the way. Motherfucker, let's do this. Which I appreciated for the multiple lines that he dropped. The I've got a newfound love for everything that's Jewish. And then going into the backstabber section, which was just well-crafted. And then the second piece I picked was... I gave you truth, revealed my proof, loosened the knots from your mind. I was your masseuse. The message got twisted. I'm just young, black, and gifted. The theme was coke, but the lines was uplifting. Which is a nice bit of little wordplay there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Go ahead. uh, uh, I like, so, okay. So that section, right? I don't (laughs) love the the first part. I gave you truth, revealed my proof, loosened the knots from your minds. I was your masseuse. I and I'm I'm because I listened to it and I I wasn't familiar with this verse so these were all like I'm sure I'd heard them once or twice but it wasn't something that was in there the message got twisted section I think is great like that was the theme was coke but the lines was uplifting that was tight mm-hmm. the loosen the knots on your mind it was your masseuse didn't really work for me I'm like what is he what is he saying. Like what? What is that? Act, what is he actually saying? Loosen the knots from your mind. I get the knots and masseuse thing. I, I see what you're doing. But what? Right. What are you? What is the line saying? I loosen the knots from your minds. Like it's it's freeing. So the entire clips catalog, right, is them building their way out of their current situation, and then struggling to get there. At this point, we're talking road to the Cassie drops after they've had dealt with label frustration. And all that, but it's you put this on, and I mean, for me, this was true. It's it's clips. You put this on, I relax. That's my zone out music. That's my mental massage. I put on a clips album. I just run that front to back, and just let the words flow. Okay, it's, it's subjective, Tim's I suppose. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I got you. I, Charles, any comments? Uh, I kind of knew you were going to go find something off this album. I I know you were doing the intro thing, and I thought the intro thing might get you in trouble because Pusher has a lot of different things to choose from, and I actually think the intro for this particular project isn't as strong as some of the other stuff on that project um i know i won't say a couple of other intros that 
you didn't use with them because I assume you have them in the tub for later or other stuff. I, like that. Yeah, but that's, there's a few things. Yeah, but that's really the only really commentary I have. The other two song choices you had were pretty spot on, especially that we got that we got for cheap intro is one of the best intros of that era. Oh yeah, and that's with Malice is verse not being that great. But also the road to the casting. This is a side note. The road to the casting crop was kind of the point where Malice like really kind of jumped his stock with everything you do. And I know we're not talking about him from the conversation, but he kind of started to show improve. And then like on till the casting drop, he really kind of showed his ass the whole way through. Yeah. And kind of went out in the great note too. That's just a side note. But yeah, no. Solid choices. Um, the one that I didn't pick that I really, really, really strongly considered, and I'm going to sit here and talk about it anyway, because y'all can't stop me, is the everybody knows verse. It's really good. I'm so, why didn't you pick it? Uh, so my decision process was between that last intro verse and Pusha going head to head against Lupe. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Is that why you wanted me to drop my joints first to see if I was going to pick that verse? That's exactly why I didn't pick that verse. Cause I was like, Ugh, Push has a better verse on this song. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. just, uh, Lupe's whole verse is him just saying hi before his. Yeah, he's he's it, rhyming hi with hi the entire no, way through. No, nah, nah. Hi is at the beginning. The rhyme is at the end of those lines. I'm just you if go you're back telling me that it. high stakes and highway and high fashion rhyme. He rhymed high fashion with high capping. Like, <laughs> I'm not making it up, I promise. No, but you're no, right. all along, you are completely right, though. That is not the verse to illustrate Lupe's lyricism at all. Okay. It's like Juvenile's Ha verses. It's like, it can only be so good. That's you're opposed the same word. to, I got a crown made of powder. Everybody knows who the king of the Coke flow be. It's just how he starts. It, it, the verse is nasty, but you didn't pick it. So I'm just saying, go ahead. You can read it, but <laughs> because it's in here, dog. <laughs> it's here. Now. I vote that it be stricken from the record. There is no <laughs> the record. Strike it, bro. <laughs> yes, that is a good verse. But yeah, I moment will just take a pause and listen to this entire verse after I edit this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome back from listening to the sickest. Pusha T verse on. By the way, Pharrell got clips on all kinds of stuff they should not be on. Absolutely, going yeah. through the discography, my man had yeah. them on like Disney show soundtracks and anything. Yeah, they have no business being a part of. No, just McDonald's advertisement on tracks with Justin Timberlake. All because Pharrell was like, "Yeah, I was producing, and they were here, and they dropped a verse just because, so it's on there now." I feel like he just put his hand up and was like, verse, and then Push was like, move. <laughs> Push was just holding the mic. He's like, I got it right here. I'll go. Yeah, or it was like, it was him and family, and he was like, bro, you know, you know, sit down. It's, it's, not, fam, for, it's sit down. not for you. It's not for you at all. <laughs> you know what it is. Yeah. Uh, I, I will say, going through this, the va- like, talking about Pharrell, the value of a quality beat underneath a nasty verse is much higher than I thought it was. Because, yes. like... There's a few Lupe verses where I'm like, the verse is nice, but the beat doesn't really, it doesn't really do it. So it doesn't hit the same. It just doesn't have the same. I guess it goes to the Joe Budden verse that you were talking about. The beat that he put that on is not as good as the beat that I heard it on. So the verse yeah, didn't right. sound as good to me. And I call that the, Pharrell. Go ahead. I call that the Nas effect. 
Hmm. Explain. Nas is terrible at doing beats. You could also be considered the J. Cole effect in this era. Wait, There's terrible a lot at making going beats? on right there all at the same time. You you're saying well, it has actually, a terrible ear for beats or Yeah, more ear for beats. Like I don't think his production is terrible, but like people would like for it to be significantly better. Cole? Yeah. That's the thing I hear people say a lot. I have not had that. F- yeah. Early on, I heard that about Cole, yeah. but I have not had that yeah. heard that. But no, and people, have al- is, people have always said that about Nas. I mean, his first album was perfect production. I mean, wise. I, I think, that, that, I I think that's why people say it about Nas. Yeah, like, yeah. He came out so hot. I get that, especially later in his career. Yeah. I'm with you. But yeah, I, I think the value of that is is big. So having the Pharrell beats really helps your sound. And then when you look at it that does. push went from Pharrell to good music, started getting yay beats. Like, not to say that push can't rap, because obviously push can rap, but I just think it has a, a big impact. I'm surprised we didn't have any overlap, because I was looking at the joints where everybody rapped on the same beat, because Lupe has a you, me, him, and her freestyle. Joe Budden has a you, me, him, and her freestyle. I don't know if push does, but hold on. Let me look at my notebook, because I wrote his name next to it. Push Lupe has a popular demand verse that's a clip song. So I was afraid of doing exactly what Charles did. For me, the popular demand verse from Push is like my personal favorite verse of all time. Mm-hmm. And I was wary of picking it because I love it so much that I didn't think I was picking it objectively. Mm. Gotcha. That's interesting. I had that problem with Eminem, and then on this, I punted that. I was like, I'm just picking the joints. I say that, but there was one that I didn't pick because y'all don't know Gundam Wing like I do. (laughs) So I didn't put it in there. I I was waiting for you to pop up with some anime stuff and have both of us just look at you and be like, no. It's it's one of my favorite verses, and I was like, it's just not going to work. They're not going to feel it the way I feel it. But I have resolved that I'm like, I'm going to pick the joints that I think are dope. And then because I if I had lost and I was like, I didn't pick the anime verse, then and I'm saying I don't think I lost. Let me get real close to the mic. So y'all know what I'm saying. I don't think I lost. I guess we need to vote so we can determine. Is everybody good? Is everybody said their piece, made their play, put their bid in? Hmm? Charles, you're good. All right, so are we ready? I'm just to gonna vote? go and flat out and say those pusher verses are better than those Joe verses. I actually agree. Uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> so how are you voting, Charles? I'm actually voting for Push. And who? And Lupe. You're voting for Push and Lupe. Yeah. Marcus, how are you voting? <laughs> I mean, I'm voting for Push and Lupe. And my vote doesn't matter. Lupe won. What was your vote going to be? I mean, we were all picking Lupe because Lupe did his thing this round. Yeah. I, I, and it's hard to separate, but I thought they were about even, to be honest with you. Like, I thought the quality of the verses was pretty close. I wasn't impressed, as impressed by the push verses as I expected to be. I came into this assuming when I saw Charles's list, I was like, ooh, push might. Push might be able to get it because of the verses that I was thinking of. Right. But I just wasn't as impressed as I thought I was going to be. I thought it was going to be really? heat. And it may be that I have I have now Push in my head, and that might be what it is. I know because I love Push. He So there's an element, as I was going through everything, there's the growth. Their first album came out in 99, 
which is why there's no hostage, no funeral on here. But as he goes for, I really stayed post 2005 because I felt like a lot of his verses just got tighter and better as you went on. Okay. That's fair. And yeah. for my for my sake, I kind of was sitting here listening to y'all have a conversation and kind of was looking through my verses and being like, yeah, if we're doing this based on what we're doing it about, then I can't objectively pick the songs that I picked and think they would be more lyrical than the songs that he picked. So, And that's kind of what we were basing it on. Even though I do think there's different ways to do lyricism, I think in this mm-hmm. particular case, it's hard for me to say that the songs for Joe that I picked are more lyrical than the songs that Marcus picked. Even though I don't think the songs that Marcus picked for Push in particular are that lyrical. I think they're just more lyrical than the ones that Joe picked. That I picked for Joe. Yeah. Like I said, I thought I thought it was close. I would have yeah. given the edge to Joe. To, like My vote would have been Lupe and Joe, but I'm not... Based on what was presented, I get why y'all would pick Push. But do know, a rant has been building this whole time. That's so fine. whenever we're done, I'm going to get into it. Just say whatever you have to say. Get out of the way so I can get into my joint. No, you should do it right now. Alright, Charles. You picked yeah. Joe Budden, and it yeah. picked all the wrong songs. You got my man's out of here for no reason. He should have crushed Push. So do you, want me to re- him. do you want me to read you my list? Please. So the list that I have of Joe, just since he's not moving out anyway, my list was Six Minutes of Death, Dumb Out, Ventilation, Last Bruh, <laughs> yeah. No, stop. Yeah. Shut it up. <laughs> yeah, those are, you had yo, you put Six Minutes of Death and Dumb Out on there. This whole thing's a wrap. That's the, yeah. that, as soon as this came out, I was like, and so, and my Dumb pro- Out is a must. A must. And so, And the issue I had was that I didn't think, if I burned all those, I didn't think I would have anything to beat Lupe with afterwards. You ain't got to burn all of them. We just needed something. We need some juice, man. Yeah, you got to give us a, one of them. And, th- and that was the thing. I should have switched out no idea for Dumb Out or Six Minutes of Death. That would have been a much, much but different yeah. outcome. No, I agree, I, I agree. I agree. Boy, listen, <laughs> I was riding in the car listening to Dumb Out and Six Minutes of Death yesterday. I was like, do I not remember these verses correctly? There's that. There's the Broken Wings freestyle my man mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's We got the list. game disses. Oh man. Even off that, if you wanted to show emotional, vulnerable Joe, I would have gone with sidetracked over no idea. Boom. Unforgiven over no idea. Unforgiven is on my list. I thought you were going to go storytelling and throw three sides to a story on here. So that joint is immaculate. You made us listen to it enough. So two times. I listened to three sides to a story. I didn't get that vibe from three sides to a story. That's why. And I put it on my list, but I didn't think I could argue it well enough to. I wish you guys could see Tim's face right now. Yeah. Because he's just straight gobsmacked. Because I just didn't think it was that lyrical. That's the point I was making. No, I just didn't think it was that lyrical. I think from a story perspective, it's immaculate. That's why I didn't put it. Well, that's, I think the, I that's the lyricism is in the storytelling. I get yeah, yeah, it. Not no, like no. a bunch of rewinded punchlines, yada, 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 complex metaphors and all that. But the lyricism is in the fact that he was able to, able to give that story. So what I'm saying is... Come on, son. How are you going to take my guy and then get him out of here? <laughs> what are you doing? You it voted wasn't. against him. He was your guy. Well, I voted against him because based on the verses I picked, I just think that pushes these verses are better. I didn't want to I didn't want to have it to be a situation where you pick Joe, Marcus would be mad because you picked Joe and feeling away about his about his particular songs that he picked. Because I actually agreed with him that his the verses he picked were more lyrical than the ones that I picked for Joe. That's fine. I mean, like I said, I'm fine with the vote. I'm not fine with the selections because that's my guy. <sighs> All right. I'll probably have another rant next week that y'all just have to listen to because it's going to bubble fine. up and I'm going to think about it. So anyway, that so that means next round for the second round picks, 
we're going to have Lupe Fiasco versus Pusha T. This is going to be good. Yeah, I got some stuff tucked, especially since we'll be essentially squarely aiming at an audience of Charles. Ah, oh, yeah, that's gonna that's oh, because man, I have some Charles verses in my back pocket. Ah, uh, this is not fair. <laughs> <laughs> there is a reason that you got the intro off of Road Till the Casket Drops and not anything else. Uh, I mean. I got but if Lupe did I'll a freestyle fine. on Big Dreams, you should bring that. On what? <laughs> oh, you trying to set yes. me up? Put yes. the keys on the mousetrap? <laughs> no, I was actually trying to. I'm trying to help you. Uh, that was legitimate, honest help. I will say that. Sorry, I just saw you put something in the chat. Okay, I will say that I feel like we've all done a good job of being objective and just doing this based on the songs that are in the have been in here so i have it i think we'll, as long as we continue that we'll be fine and i have an intention of doing that i'm, I'm still confident in my abilities and my mind i also abilities, i mean i also I'm will say sure. as probably the biggest push t fan in the room if you do what i did to joe for push i will know and we'll hold it again <laughs> <laughs> see charles i didn't do it I, I didn't do it intention. i'm just letting you know like you better you, you, that bar the bar is high i i'll be honest i struggled I got to about Tuesday afternoon, and finally I found the road to the casket drops, and I was like, "Okay, we're good now." Yeah, because I knew if nothing from that album appeared, Charles was going to be pissed. And it's it's hard too because like you play the songs, and then like you make the initial list of songs, and then having to pair them down, and then we paired them from five to three. That like it took me literally until we. Tim dropped his list Saturday to pare it down. And even still, I wasn't sure about it. Paring it down from five to three was a lot. But it, it, it's going to keep us under an hour 30. So and it, <laughs> helps, and it helps me because I can just go with the hottest joints. Because I with Eminem, I was super in the weeds of like, how do I spread out? I got my tens and my nines, and I got to put a 10 in this round and that round. But if it's just three, I'm just hitting. One thing I did want to clarify about how we're doing this. Are we considering everything that's been submitted? Like next round when we do push versus Lupe, do we get next give round? It'll be the three fresh verses that we've gotten. You, yes, you wouldn't no say that as for the, the push cool. guy. Of course, well, of course I would. Of you course gave you me the would. opportunity. I was under the impression that that's what we were doing as well. Ah, y'all yeah. some busters. Trick <laughs> mark busters. Whatever. All right. So Cracks just to recap back down it pure. What, uh, mm. Oh my anyway, so that leaves us at uh out of the first round, we're gonna have Emin Wayne. That'll be in the future. In the second round, the people that came out were Lupe Fiasco and Pusha T. Next week, we will do our third round picks, and that will be a battle between my rapper, Jada Kiss, Charles picked F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S, and Marcus begrudgingly <laughs> picked Jay-Z. <laughs> yeah. Marcus, Q, do you feel like this is going to be a harder week for you than it was? So it, it already has, because I started already. And I'm going through stuff. And just Jay-Z's features in this area are ridiculous. Just working our way through. But I think I have a couple surprises. Some things you'll be happy with. Some things Charles will yell at me for. But it'll be interesting. It's not going to be your typical Jay-Z list of verses. It may screw me over. It may not. But I think I like what... I really like what I've put together thus far, and I'm just going to keep adding to it. 
I want to go on record as saying next week is the y'all set me up week. Because Charles picked Fab. Both of y'all like Jay. How am I supposed to, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to win? But you got top five dead or alive, and that's just off one LP. So you I'm not LP. You need one LP. You're good. And that's I got two said. LPs. <laughs> but <laughs> I, in this time frame, like, one, this is harder for me. I only have 14 Jada Kiss verses so far. Uh, I mean, he has the work. I just, I just think based on how y'all are going to feel about things, this is the setup round for me. Uh, it should be interesting, though. I don't know how this is going to go. I have no predictions whatsoever anymore. I did. I thought Fab was going to lose, but I got nothing now. I don't know. Well, I think, too, it's going to be hard, too, because, like, in theory, Q is selling Jay-Z to a guy that's a Jay-Z stand that's going to feel away, depending on the verses, and a guy that doesn't really listen to Jay-Z at all. So he's going to have to be decently remarkable with what his selection to impress you. I, I think yeah. it's easier when you're not as familiar with the verses because Jay-Z can rap. It's not like he's going to have to – he's going to find a verse that I think is good. It's more like, too, like you don't not like Jay-Z because you don't rap. You just don't prefer to listen to him. So it's true. not like you're not aware of true, true. I think that's, that that's a good point. Because I've, le- I've listened to plenty of Jay-Z. It's just I'm not running through his catalog. What's your you favorite can find Jay- a verse – Huh? What's your favorite Jay-Z song, Tim? Oh, my God. Favorite Jay-Z song? Jesus, that's hard. Can I tell you next podcast? <laughs> uh, I'll accept that as a yeah a, a next podcast. In case he, in that way, he doesn't pick it as a song. Yeah, I'm just gonna be like, here you go. It's Tim's favorite <laughs> yeah. Jay Z song, and it's I, Charles' I, I, favorite Jay Z. Actually, I'm sorry, Charles. You're not gonna get show me what you got. It's just not gonna happen. But that's your song. That's not my song. It's not my song. It's definitely not my favorite Jay Z song. Marcus hates that song. I know. I was, I was being sarcastic. I know. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. It's definitely uh, a song. Yeah, no, there's no also a weird effect with Jay-Z where there's just some verses that I've heard so many times that, like, nothing's new or exciting to me. Yeah, I Like, y- I've just heard him go through these bars, and you're like, yeah, that was dope in 2003 when I was a freshman at unc old ass i was still in high school who's <laughs> their next year home <laughs> wow <laughs> no I, I get that it very much feels like and i tell people this all the time when i go to jj shows like i have moments in his shows and that's why i appreciate his like shows so much was because like he finds a way to freshen up his shows even though he's spitting the same songs from that same time frame he just even if it's like the sequencing of the set list like that matters but like actually brother where my poster is <laughs> i don't know but i have moments where i'm listening to his stuff and i'm like i can feel myself going through the motions rapping this on but there's some of them are just so like top tierish like even going through the motions i'm like this shit it's just so impressive what songs Shout are you talking about charles yeah. don't do it don't do <laughs> um it. please well, don't do it there is a song that's off reasonable doubt what? And the song Boy. that's off volume one, and the song that's off volume two, All right. and the song that's off volume three, and the song that's off the blueprint. Um, is there a song? I'm sure there's a song off the blueprint too, the gift of the curse as well. You gotta stop hating on blueprint. Um I don't understand why you hate the blueprint too so much. It's mid. It's mid. You see, this is next week we're just gonna be me and Charles arguing about Jay for 45 minutes. I'll just sit here quietly. Well, That's it's fine. Tim. Don't even bother bringing verses. <laughs> when I, when held up with the rest of his catalog, I should say it's mid. That still doesn't mean it's not good, but just the way I view the rest of his catalog, I don't have it high. This is a conversation for the next podcast for yes. sure. 
because y'all are, we're gonna be here for another hour if we let y'all get into this because <laughs> then i'm gonna bring up i'm just gonna start saying ether bars for absolutely no reason just to see what happens um which did is you like buy your ether shirt because i assumed you're gonna show up to record I in a shirt i have ether shirt Oh my! What? Anyway, I, I wore it to the Funkfest concert. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did. I'll have to look at the pictures. All right. So with that, we're gonna go ahead and wrap this one up. Next week, just as a, re- a repeat, we're gonna have Jada Kiss, Fabulous, and Jay Z. Should be some nonsense. You see what I did there? Triangle nonsense it's podcast. Triangle. <laughs> Thank y'all for listening. Uh, we hope to have you back next week, uh, and all of us will bring our A game. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? All right. So with that, we're going to head out. Y'all have a good one. Peace and blessings. Yeah. Yeah. Rather long. Oh, my God. <laughs>